Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Phil Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. All right, here we go. Uh, trust the process is the message. All right, this is going to be fun. Psalm 66, verse 8 to 12 says this. I'm reading out of the NIV. Praise our God, all peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. For you, God, tested us. You refined us like silver. Say silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. Another version says nets. You pulled us into nets. You let people, I'll I'll get the other version happening a little later. You let people ride over our heads. We went through the fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. Say amen. It's so easy to worship God, the God of, um, I guess, the God of deliverance, the God that defends you, protects you, the God who prospers you. Amen. It's so easy to worship God when it's like that. The problem is, is in the in-between. In verse 9, he's defending them. Uh, In verse 12, he's releasing them, he's delivering them. But in verse 10 and 11, verse 10 and 11, he is developing them. It's a test. Say process. It's a development test. That's the part where we need to trust God. The in-between, not just the destination. Can I hear an amen? So it's so easy to celebrate God. He's the God of deliverance. He's the God of of uh, defending me. He's the God that prospers me. But you don't hear a lot of people praising him for, he's the God of development. Awesome, that is fire. Yeah. So we need to trust God in the process, not just the destination. So I'm going to go succinctly because I want the podcasters to get it. Say hi to the podcasters. The God who tests us by fire and water, who let men ride over our heads. Now, that's a mature praise right there, you know. If you can turn up at church, the God that takes you through that sort of stuff and go, no, I'm cool with that, Lord. If that's what you allowed, I'm back in your house and I'm going to worship you. Verse 8. Basically, that's what I want to talk about today. So, so relax, breathe, receive. Amen? <laughs> I'm going to talk about some stuff. Verse 8. Praise our God. All peoples, verse 8, praise our God. All peoples, let the sound of his praise be heard. Psalm 66, verse 8. A praise that can be heard. Why can't we lift our hands? Why can't we worship, make a sound? We go to football games. Man, love Nadal, was watching him the other night. And I don't know how he won that first set, but he did. Did anyone watch that? Digressing, digressing. Uh, Sorry, Lord. Um, But people are celebrating. When when Nadal pulled off this awesome shot, 
you know, this guy got up and the cameras panned on him because he got up and he went, he had glasses on and it just, I don't know, he just looked so, it looked so dramatic. It was so dramatic how he pulled this shot off. Why can't we do that, Katie? When you're worshiping and you're going, da, 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 da. man, we've got to show. We've got to show the world. Yeah, I know, that was a pitiful. We've got to show the world that Christ died for us, that he, it's worth celebrating our God. They've got to hear us say something. He is worth it to worship him and spirit and truth. I think some of you need oil in your lamp to burn again. The oil is the Holy Spirit. When you've got the oil in your lamp, you can burn the lamp. I'm talking about the lamp. Let's go back 2,000 years ago. The lamp. But if your lamp is gone, guess what? Your wick starts to burn. Your wick starts to burn and it smokes. Where are they? Gee, what's that black smoke around them? They're burning. They're burning out. It shouldn't be like that. You should be a light wherever you go, in every room you go to. I don't care if you walk into a pub or wherever. You, you can be a light to the world if you've got the, the Spirit of the Lord in your lamp. Can I hear an amen? Sing to the glory of His name. Make His praise glorious. Why? He has preserved, verse 9 says, He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. But then the writer says, For you, God, tested us. You refined us like silver. Verse 10. So God is testing us. Every Christian goes through tests and trials. Experiences of being tested. 1 Timothy 3.10 says about leaders, and I, yours truly can testify to this, in um, allowing God to take me on a journey of being, um, you know, shaken down, uh, you know, to, to, be, to be taken through a process where my agendas, my issues, my hurts and stuff needed to be sorted out through the fire of God. 1 Timothy 3.10 says, they must first be tested. What does tested mean? Tried, investigated, and proven. Test in Latin, I've never used this word, but I just found it, testu, T-E-S-T-U, which means to be put inside an earthen pot with a lid on top. Now help me with that. I'm not sure if that is helping anyone. But it does say in Malachi, it says Malachi chapter 3, verse 2 and 3, but who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire. Say refiner's fire. Or launderer's soap. Say launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness. Hebrews 12, 29 says, For our God is a consuming fire. God tries the attitudes, the motives, I just said that, of each person, especially those who are entering into ministry. Does this make sense? This reminds me of this silver, what would we call it? Platter. Um, 
By the way, it did not look like this when we realized we had one of these. And I said, have we got one of those? I think we have. And we realized, thank you, Jilly and children, uh, for blessing that, us with this on our 25th anniversary. And so I dug it out, and it did not look like this. Trust me, this is uh, a lot of elbow grease. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and so this is silver. It just didn't turn up like this. It actually came out of the ground, and uh, it had to go through the refiner's process. Had to go through fire, the ore. I think silver comes through ore. And, and, and then they apply fire, and, and then they chip away the, 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 the dross, the, the, the stuff, and they just keep... They just keep refining it, refining it, refining it. Because this has purpose. You have purpose. You have purpose. People look at you and go, there's no purpose for that. There's no purpose for that person or no purpose for, for that when it was all tarnished and that. But there is a purpose. And so how long does this process take of getting you to shine like this? Well, until our master, our God, looks into you and he sees the reflection of you. Sees that reflection, not of you, but of him. Of him. So God's doing this to you. He's refining you. More fire, more water, more word, more deliverance, more inner healing, more encounters with God, more Bible, more giving, what prayer? When does it stop? Until God sees himself in that, in that, in you. You. You are his process. Um, I have this struggle. I'm seeing a counselor and sometimes I'll walk through a shop and things speak to me. And sometimes I walk into a coffee shop and, and I see... Uh, Something like like this, and 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 the cup would help to my lovely. And and I, and I walk through. I see these bags of coffee. Who does that? And I and I can hear the bags speaking to me. Pick me, pick me, take me home. Oh, what a lovely family! Take me. Just sitting on the shelf. So. I, I look at these beans, if I was to cut it open, these beans um, cannot be drunk. They need to be processed. Crushing, pressing, there's even worse stuff to come. Hot water, grinding, grinding, extreme heat, sifting. Because no, uh, people, can't, people can't drink... It's got to be processed. Am I saying processed when I should be saying my, my processed? It doesn't matter, does it? But who, who was the other side of me saying processed? Was that the one that was conditioned by American TV? Friends, if you want to be served up as coffee in someone's life to give them a bright new start to the day, you've got to be processed. You've got to go through the grinding, the pressing, the hot water, so that people can partake. So you've got to get rid of some of those properties that you have. We've got to get rid of some of the properties that are in these beans, and we've got to get them down into something that can be partaken by, by humanity. Isn't that awesome? 
That's awesome. Give the Lord a hand clap. I want to be used by God. But some people go, but, but, well, hang on. I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. So the first stage is you brought us into the net. You laid afflictions on our backs. Why are we in a net? Why are we caught? Why is God allowing us to be caught in this situation? Because we're trying to run away from the process. We're trying to get away. So, so the first place we go to is the net. A net is a place of surprise. A net was used in those days, and it caught the animal, and they were taken by surprise. Anyone been taken by an unexpected trial? Anyone? Just, well, more spiritual people go, yeah, I saw it coming. I knew that was going to happen. I had a dream. I went to Pastor Julie's prophetic school. I got a dream. They interpreted it. I knew it was coming. I was ready. Others who are like me, a bit more dull, we just get, oh, what happened? I'm stuck. <laughs> An unexpected trial teaches us patience. And I love this scripture, James 1, verse 2 to 4. I'm not going to be very long this morning, but I want to get a point across. Remember this. We're, not trying, we're trying to get rid of you through the refining of the process. And we're trying to get the image of our Lord and Savior shining through you. Does that make sense? So there's a process. All right, here we go. Um, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So we're stuck in a net that needs patience. Amen? You're stuck in a situation that needs patience. You're stuck in a situation, a health a matter, you know, a financial matter, a, a spiritual matter, but you're stuck, but God's got you there because you're going to go through a process so this can happen. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect, say perfect, and complete, lacking nothing. The trouble is, is that we're praying to get out of the situation rather than what we can get out of the situation. I was trapped in a situation for five years trying to get the finances dealt with for this church. And I'm saying, I'm over this. I'm getting crushed. I'm getting pressed. More fire, more water. Fire's hot. Water can drown you. I said, I'm over this. But God says, trust me on this. Just be patient. Just be patient. You're going to learn something out of this. You're going to get something out of this. And that, and what does it mean to be perfect? What's the scripture meaning perfect? We're not going to be perfect like Jesus. But perfect in the scripture means mature. Say mature. You're going to be mature. You're going to grow up. You're growing to develop muscles, spiritual faith. Your, your character is going to be formed out of that. But you're saying, get me out. I don't like these people. I don't like this situation. I don't like this place. Get me out. And you can't move. Uni students must feel like this. I know I did as an adult learner. Get me out. 
of this grind of studying. So guess what? The faster you submit to God, the faster the work can be done because God is doing a work in you. Amen? And thank God he won't leave us like he found us. Amen? Sometimes when you're in the net, it gets worse before it gets better. See, I have to be patient with this. This is going to be a little process of being patient, not blaming anyone, not blaming who's the company. I'm going to send them a letter. Um, Who's the sound guys on? No, I'm just going to deal with it. I'm going to show how patient I am. Two, the next thing he does in the process to become like silver, he brought us into the net. We said that you laid affliction on our backs. You laid affliction on our back. It's a picture of weight, pressure, burdens. I'll just stand. I don't care. I'm just going to be patient. If I have to hold this like this, I'm going to get this message through. (laughs) Gaff tape. (laughs) Yeah, just boom. It's weight. The affliction is weight. It's a burden. It's oppression. You're under pressure. Under pressure. So much pressure that you feel like you're going to break. Anyone been there? Let's not go there. It's triggering me. But God knows how much pressure you can take. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Is that good news, guys? He wants you to find his strength through that, basically. Rather than cutting out and spitting the dummy, he wants you to, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weakness and my faulty headset so that the power of Christ may rest on me. Is that right? Guys, you go to the gym, you don't get stronger standing around talking to people. This is the revelation I got after six months membership. Guy came up to me and said, really, you need to do some weights. Push against the resistance. It will make you stronger. Yeah, but this guy's fascinating. I'm trying to get him saved. And this guy, look, man, I'll spot you. But God is spotting you. God, God is spotting you. God is spotting you with that heavy weight. He's just standing there. Come on, you can do it. I'm just right here, man. I'm not going to let you get crushed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there for you. Who likes gyms? Church is a spiritual gym, by the way. You're getting worked out right now. You're pushing against the resistance of the message. I don't like this message. I don't like the process. I thought it was milk and honey in the promised land. This is an apostolic message. So what do we talk about? Afflictions. Next thing, three, we're getting there. You let them ride over our heads. You've caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but you brought us to our rich fulfillment. Thank goodness. Psalm 66 verse 12. What's the riding over heads? It's the mistreatment, the mistreated. It's going to happen on planet Earth, guys. It's going to happen even in the church. Francis Frangipane wrote a book, he, 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 the book, Three Battlefields, The Battle in the Mind, The Battle in the Church. I, uh, huh? I thought church was a pleasant, green pastures, kumbaya, everyone's nice. There's a battle in the church to be united together 
and koinonia, agreeing with each other, loving each other, supporting each other, that's a battle, friend. Especially when you want to be independent and you want to, you know, keep your stuff. The third one, the third one is the battle in the second heavens. Hey, guys, how are you? Just realized you were there. How's the kids? Geez, they're growing up. What sport is he going to play? The boy, what's he going to do? Yeah, we need to get him on our soccer team. Oh, we don't have a soccer team. Let's not go there. (laughs) We had a soccer team for seven years. I don't know what happened. The trouble is we're praying to get out of the situation rather than what we can get out of the situation. Said that. You let them ride over our heads. What's that about, Lord? God wants you to be like him. You've got, okay, four, fire and water. Like the metal through the fire and water, but you have brought me out. You went through the fire, but you went through the water, but you have been through all that, that tragedy, that divorce, whatever it might have been, sickness, distress. But God, say, but God. But God, he brought you out to a place of fulfillment, a place of wisdom and character. A place where you are, where's my plaque? Shining. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. 25 years, guys. That was eight years ago. Still going strong. Because we let God fire, shipping away the dross. A few tarnishes, but we're working on that. We're not perfect, but we're working on it. All right. A few tarnishes won't talk about that. It's a personal matter. Hello. Yeah. But you know what? I'm starting to see less of me and more of Jesus. Got to go through the process. Sent Katrina down to Bunnings, got the silver, silver, silver. Put the silver rose, splashed it on my pants. Messy business. Destroyed a pair of pants, just went straight through the... Be careful of the process. <laughs> God so wants you to trust Him and hang tough. The easier... Some trust in chariots, Psalm 20 verse 7. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. That's the world. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. See, few trust in God. Oh, I have to be honest. Few, few do. Those ones that do trust God in the process. They just got, they got character, resiliency from faith. They haven't taken the easy option of the flesh, listening to the world's opinions. They've trusted God and His wisdom. Like like giving, Andrew. Like sometimes you just don't see stuff happening. But I believe that if I'm in covenant with God and I'm proving my heart to God through my giving, He's got me. He's got my family. The Bible says in Malachi, He diverts tragedy. He, he rebukes the devourer of my life. You don't know what God's doing because you're tithing, because you're giving to God. Trust in God. Lean not on your own understanding. 
in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. And then the Bible says, honor him with your giving. Why does it round off with giving to God? Because usually giving is the last bastion of our flesh and our personal world that needs to get, geez, you do that so well. You know why you do it so well? Because you are a generous giver. And those who give, it shall be given. But where you're comforted, you will be comforted. So as she is comforted by, by God's grace to give and to prosper, and Bree is actually able to comfort us in that. If I had someone up here who didn't believe in giving, it would just go fall to the ground. But because she is one of our best, to be honest, sorry, but Bree and John are some of our best givers in our church, that we get it, Bree. We get it. Trust in the Lord. Psalm chapter 3, verse 5 and 10. This is our key scripture for this sermon or this series. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Let's just pray this. Father God, I just pray that we trust in the Lord with, with all our heart. We trust in you with all our heart. That we would not lean on our own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Church, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your paths, even through the process. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Father, help us trust you. The benefits so outweigh. Psalm 9, verse 10, And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek. I'm just thinking about Daniel thrown into the lion's den comes out alive and the king bows his knee and worships. I'm thinking about thinking about Esther who approaches the king, taking her life into her own hands and the king listening to her and a whole nation saved. I'm thinking about David taking on Goliath and conquering Goliath, the giant. I'm thinking about Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego being put in the fiery furnace and not coming out even with one hair singed, not even smelling like smoke. I'm trusting God. As I do, kings are bowing their knee in worship. Giants are falling down. Nations are being saved. Individuals are being preserved. Dear God, I pray and I ask that you would allow me to trust the process or the process, take take your pick, of where you've got me right now in bringing me up to speed as a 21st century born-again believer, mobilized and active and ready to shine for you in every predicament, every situation I find myself in, especially 
in the kingdom of God, especially in the house of God. I want to shine for you, God. Help me go through the refiner's process. Help me go through that, Lord God. You're you're God who will not let me go through anything that I cannot handle. You will spot me, Lord God, when I'm lifting weights of dealing with stuff. You're there for me. Oh God, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in this. I'm frustrated with my spiritual growth. I want to grow. I want to hear you. I want to know you more. I want to avail myself to the armies of the Lord. I want to avail myself to my workmates, to my community, to my family. Lord, but first you want me to shine. You want me to shine for you. And I pray you would help me do that. Right, with eyes closed right now, I'm just sure there's people here that firstly need to say yes to Jesus. You're in the house of God. You've felt God. You've experienced God, His faith, His hope, His great love for you. He's relentless. He will not, he will not relent from pursuing you, friend. He's knocking on the door of your heart. He's knocking on the door of your heart. He so wants to deliver you, protect you, save you. He so wants to enable you to stand up in this corrupt world. So God, I just pray, Lord Jesus, you know who those people are. With a quick show of the hands, I've got a prayer for you. 45 second prayer, right where you stand, right where you sit. I would just love on the count of three just to lift your hand to the Lord and say, Lord, begin the process in my life. Begin the process of my spiritual journey. This is for people who maybe never said this prayer, but maybe it's a recommitment for you. Maybe you want to begin the process all over again of following Jesus. So Father, everyone's praying in the house under your breath. Everyone's praying right now. So many Aussies out there that they need Jesus, that they need salvation, that they need to understand and understand their life. What's going on? You've got so many answers already. Just what you know, you've got such powerful answers for people that can position them unto salvation. I just break off that shame, condemnation, the fear of man. I break it off your life and I pray that you would be able to reach your friends and family. But first, if you're in the house, if you're not sure of your salvation, if you're not sure if you were to die, that you would go to be with the Lord in heaven. If that's you, you can be sure. You can be guaranteed through a prayer of acknowledging God, confessing with your mouth, Jesus, Lord, that's it, boom. You're not joining a church. You're not becoming religious. You're simply joining is simply beginning a journey of faith in God. If that's you, on the count of three, everyone's praying. Everyone's eyes are closed. One, with faith in your heart. Two, this is your life. Make it count. And three, just lift your hand up quickly. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's great. Any others? Any others? Quick, my time is gone. Any others? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Three. Any others? Any others? Quick, 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 quick. The Lord Spirit is upon you. All right, that's great. That's great. Well, here it is. Here's a prayer. 
Help these precious people say this prayer right where they sit. I just feel to let them sit there and receive this prayer by faith. Let's say this prayer together. Father God, I acknowledge you. I trust you. I believe in you. I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe he walked the earth, performed miracles, died on the cross for my sin, for my life, rose on the third day, lives at the right hand of the Father and is interceding for me, praying for me, believing for me, pursuing me and blessing me. Lord Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me. Hold my hand, bro. bro. Hold my hand. Just say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sin. Wash me clean. Set me free. Come to live in my heart. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm destined for heaven. And in the meantime, Lord, bless me all the days of my life. Bless me. Bless me as your child, as your son, and as your daughter. Yes, Lord. And the saints say, and the saints say, amen. But listen, guys, listen. In a Holy Spirit church, it should be typified by the power of God. It should be typified by the power of God. Jesus said, don't do anything until you receive power, the Holy Spirit. Amen? Clothed in power. So what's all this about? This is the power of God. And you shall receive power to be my witnesses. A lot of you are not witnessing because you don't have power. You're not subscribing to the power of God to be a witness to your friends and family. Acts 1.8. Say Acts 1.8. Bible says, and you will receive power to be my witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ever-increasing circles. I release you right now into your home, your street, your suburb, your community, this region of the central coast. I release you in the Holy Spirit anointing to be a witness. Your friends and mine, good Aussies at heart, they need for you to open your mouth. They need for you to shine. They need for you to be bold. They are asking questions like never before. They just want some sensible sound bites from you to say that God is Lord, that Jesus is Lord. He is our deliverer. He's our protector. He's our savior. Reasonable sound bites with love, kindness. It's the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. It's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. I'm so chuffed with every one of you, actually. It's hard to speak, so I'd like to give you a soft and mushy, but I've got to tell you straight, as the church needs to be mobilized, and you need to grow, and you need to be unstuck. Say unstuck. You need to be unstuck in your Christian life, and you need to go forward through the process Jesus, the fire, the cleansing. That's what's happening here on the altar. Can you feel that? You're going to get hungry for the Word of God because you've got the Holy Spirit now. You're going to get hungry for the Word of God. You're going to start watching God TV. 
you're going to want to feed off the Word and feed off the ministry of God. And you're going to get an appetite, an insatiable appetite. Say this after me, church. Lord Jesus, give me an insatiable appetite for your Word. For your Word shall cleanse me. Your Word is like a two-edged sword. The two-edged sword is this. It's the established will of God. That's your Bible. The other edge of the sword is the expressed will, the communicated will of God. It's a two-edged sword. That which you hear by your, the eyes of God, your heart, the ears of your heart, and the established word of God. That two-edged sword, you're going to pick it up with one hand and you're going to wield it wield it over your family, over your marriage, over your life, over your neighborhood, over your church. Pick it up and wield that sword. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of the Lord. Now hold your hands like this. Church, hold your hands like this right now. Hold your hands like this. Father, I pray, I pray that your people be filled, filled from the front to the back, from this side to this side, be filled from the top of their heads to the tips of their toes, be healed, recovered. <laughs> yes, Lord. Now listen, when the fire comes, stuff happens. People can be delivered, set free. Some of us come from places where um, stuff has gotten on us. When you come into this place, this place of the fire, you can get set free. You can deliver. Who, who wants to see people get delivered? Who wants to see people stuck with their stuff? Stuck. This is exactly why the church has dumbed the church down. Because we can't tolerate someone screaming, being set free. Oh, that's embarrassing. God, do you have to do that now? We've got visitors. No sorry we got to let God be God who's with me on that one we got to let God do what he does best Jesus do you have to rub, rub mud in people's eyes do you really have to do that can't you go see Lazarus right now Lazarus right now can't why, why are you allowing him to walk around in grave clothes no you do it you take the grave clothes off you take the grave clothes off that's what's happening here right now grave clothes have been taken off this is great. Guys, listen, you've experienced a spirit-filled church this morning. Not a clever, plastic, fantastic, chrome-plated, wonderful in all respects, and we do love excellence, by the way. But I'm not going to let the excellence of the decor get in the way of God. Is anyone listening to me? I'm not going to let the excellence of the decor get in the way of God because he's standing at the door and knocking wanting to come into the church well he's in right now and he's messing with you it's going to be good you're going to be much freer for it you're going to be empowered you're going to be in touch with him all those dividing walls all those obstacles and hindrances that you had when you walked in now listen those people now listen listen those people who have not been unable to pray for, for a time, for, 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 for a while now. I, I pray all day, so I can pray this prayer. Now listen, here we go. Because you've got to know God intimately. You know, but we, 
We cast out demons. We, we, we healed the sick. I never knew you. I never knew you. That knew, when it says knew, never, that means I never knew you intimately. So right now, here it is, here it is. We might as well go the full tilt. Right now, I break down in the name of Jesus every barrier and every hindrance, every besetting sin, every, every wicked thing from the powers of darkness that are stopping you from praying. I break it off your life right now. Every hindrance, every blockage that stops you knowing God intimately. That religious spirit comes down. Every besetting, every besetting sin, we cast it down. Now, now say this with me. Lord Jesus, I truly want to be intimate with you. I lay down every encumbrance of the world, every sin, every besetting sin that so easily entangles us, it says in Hebrews chapter 12, 1 and 2. Now, Lord, I want to walk out of this church, this house of God, free. Say free. Lord, I announce freedom. Bible says in Galatians, for it is freedom that Christ has set us free. Freedom. That's what God wants for you. So I release you in your prayer language. I release you to read your Bible. And I release you to hear God and know God, to love God. And the saints say, and the saints say, and the saints say, Amen, Lord. Now point to the Lord. He's peering over the sapphire sill of heaven. His eyes scour the earth, looking to those who are committed to Him to strengthen them. Lord, would you strengthen us this week, now, for this week, and for every decision I face and every process I'm in, would you strengthen me, Lord God, and deliver me, deliver me into the land of fulfillment, the land of plenty, the land of prosperity. And the saints say, Amen. Well done, church. I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3telgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.